Is starting a business something you are interested in? What's it take to make the commitment to entrepreneurship? You'll want to hear this encore from Imagine Talks by a very successful entrepreneur, Tony Lam. Tony earned his chops in the food and beverage space through sweat, long hours, and a visceral desire to succeed. He owns and operates five Wingstop restaurants with a staff of more than a hundred. Through his success, he discovered another rising gem in the industry, Maven's Creamery, a disruptor in the frozen desserts that has doubled sales year over year for the past three years. Now, here's Tony Lamb with Entrepreneurship 101. We are with Tony Lamb. Tony, you've been an amazing business and entrepreneurial leader, especially during this time uh, of, of COVID as we're basically experiencing this, this crazy shift of economy. But before we jump into any of the questions I have for you, can you tell us a bit about yourself? I want to hear, I want to hear again, I know, but I want people to learn about your story. You have this amazing story of how you've come overseas and because of the help and generosity of others, will they be able to get that chance of, of self-fulfillment and growth? I would love to hear that story as you share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Francis, for having me here, by the way. Um, so I, I was born in uh, 1975, so you could do the math. Yes, I'm about 45 years old. Um, I was only three months old when the fall of Saigon happened. Mm. And so uh, my father, who's actually a, a naval captain in the uh, South uh, Vietnamese government, he was able to um, just basically tell all the family members, let's go and uh, let's get on the boat, guys, uh, and flee, flee the country. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was only three months old. Um, I traveled to uh, the Philippines and we stayed with the refugee camps over there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then eventually uh, we were sponsored by a Catholic family through Catholic Charities uh, in California. You know, uh, during this time, uh, the church organizations were looking for, you know, families that wanted to sponsor. And so a complete stranger, you know, uh, family basically uh, brought us in, uh, gave us clothing, gave us a roof over our head, provided food. Wow. And from that moment on, when my parents tell me about the story, I'm forever grateful. And uh, they're no longer here. But uh, their kids are still here, and I still communicate with them. At least we're on Facebook, and we communicate that way. And, uh, you know, so I'm very fortunate that um, I came over to the U.S. when I was very young. Mm -hmm. I went through the whole educational system, mm -hmm. went to a college in Cal Poly, mm -hmm. and uh, got a business degree. Uh, I got an opportunity to work in a high-tech company, Cisco Systems. Cool. Uh, and now um, I've gone into the entrepreneurship world. Um, so, and it's been so exciting, uh, in the last, uh, 15 years, uh, working for myself, being my own boss. Um, and I want to be able to, you know, inspire as well as mentor the younger generations, um, and, and pay it forward, Francis. I love that. It's a beautiful message. Now we've heard from many other speakers in the past that, um, and so one of the things that we supported in Imagine Talks a lot is entrepreneurship really is the only key 
potential to actually find real true personal wealth. But as a successful entrepreneur yourself, do you believe entrepreneurship is for everyone? Um, I, you know what, uh, I get this question quite a bit. Um, honestly, it's not, it's not for everyone. Mm. Okay. Um, there's a specific type of, um, how do I say it? Individual, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, entrepreneurship, if you're willing to, uh, you know, willing to take the risk of having highs and lows through this journey. And that's what I see, uh, when you open a business, mm -hmm. it's a journey. And you're going to have your highs and lows. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are the type of person that, you know, would rather not deal with the stress, have a steady paycheck. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, you know, do fit in that category. Uh, and they can also make investments into other businesses. Right. But I think that in life, um, you should, I think, take a risk or two and try a business, try to open a business. Um, and learn from that, mm -hmm. you know, what I've done throughout my life is, you know, not all my businesses have been successful. The ones that have failed, I look at it and I try to figure out what did I do wrong to make sure that I don't repeat that same mistake. Mm -hmm. So think of it as a paid tuition, mm. right? Money mm -hmm. that you had invested and, uh, you lost, but you learn from that. Right. Just like when you go to school, you're learning, you know, uh, through taking courses, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how I see, um, you know, running a business and entrepreneurship um, more in that sense. So for people who want to see whether or not they are cut out for it and, and how much they can afford their tuition, right? Mm -hmm. What are some really smart ways, safe ways? Obviously, anytime you go into entrepreneurship, there's a risk. Yes. That, that, that is by definition the nature of the beast, right? Yes. And what are some ways that people who are just starting out can try to minimize that so it doesn't wipe out their savings? Yeah. Uh, and make, they make really bad choices that, that devastates them. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, when you go into opening a business, you need to do your homework, right? Okay. You need to have a business plan. Um, at the end of the day, the reason why you do this business plan is so that, you know, it, it makes you think about, um, you know, did you go and test this product? Did you get feedback on it? Who are your competitors? How big is the, what we call TAM, total addressable market, mm. right? We got to make sure that there's uh, a market fit for, for your product. And so a lot of, you know, putting a business plan, um, I, I really see on the average for us to do one, at least a month or even six weeks to put one together so that after we analyze it, we can determine whether or not we want to move forward. Um, the other thing I, I tell people is that, you know, before you jump into something, uh, if you have a family, you know, obviously you want to have enough savings and ask yeah. yourself, if I don't have any revenue for the next 18 to 24 months, wow. you know, do I have enough savings to be able to pay for my expenses? Two years. Yeah. So, and, and that's why I, I tell people like, otherwise you have to raise money. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one or the other. Either you use your savings or you find other investors that uh, will, will put money in to, to get you to that two-year mark. But, you know, I tell people that going into business, um, you know, you got to have that passion. And that passion can't be a one-month, a three-month, or a one-year thing. It has to be, 
you know, at least five years or longer, you know, because why do I tell people that is because you're going to have many bumps in the road mm -hmm. and you're going to be discouraged because you're going to hear the noise out, out there. Like they'll discourage you sometimes, you know, like, see, I told you, you know, this wasn't meant for you. You know, I told you that this product was, there's no fit for it, you know? And so you just got to ignore, ignore the, the noise. Right. And, and tell yourself, you know, um, you know, and, and really, you know, be able to, um, uh, overcome these obstacles, okay. you know, um, but if you, if you work hard at it, uh, the other recommendation I do tell them is, um, surround yourself with positive people. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Positive people, uh, and, and find, um, the people who have succeeded, you know, in the space and ask them to be your mentor. Mm -hmm. Not every single person you're going to ask is going to, uh, you know, say, um, yes, I'll be your mentor. Right. But, you know, you want to find individuals who have successful track records and be able to get some advice from them. And a lot of people, I think, uh, in life are, are more than willing to do that. I mean, I am one of those people, you know. Right. Thank you for um, that. Yeah, I'm one of those people who, 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 who want to pay it forward. And, uh, you know, I'll give you an example, Francis. I had one, one of my friends, she saw my wing stop and she was like, Hey, Tony, I want to open a restaurant too, a wing stop. You know, I said, have you ever worked in the food space before? And she said, no. <laughs> and I said, okay, before you even go into the food space, um, come work at my wing stop for two weeks. Now I didn't ask her to go and come work at my wing stop for free labor. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but you know, um, so she went, she worked there, she worked there for two weeks. Right. And, um, you know, if she came back and she said, Tony, wow, I worked there for two weeks. It was a lot of hard work and, um, you know, but I can handle it, you know, more power to you, Great. you know, please move forward, go and open a restaurant. You're doing your due diligence. You gotta, you gotta do this. Now, she actually came back and said, Tony, that was a lot of hard work, you know, and I'm so happy that you gave me this opportunity. Well, she didn't invest. She wouldn't have lost four or five hundred. You know, has she gone in right without having done her due diligence or, you know, having someone be as open as me, you know, allowing uh, her to to go People in go and go behind the scenes. Yeah. She you know, she I saved her three, four hundred thousand dollars in investment money right, right there. Right. You know, so, um, again, you know, it's a finding a mentor, like mm -hmm. I said, you know, someone that's willing to uh, give you a chance or give you some opportunity or guide you, you know, in the right way so that you don't have to make these um, unnecessary mistakes, you right. know, so to speak. Save yourself a couple of years <laughs> from, from doing that. I love that. And so my next question for you then is, do you have a simple, to share with the audience here, a simple must-have checklist? that must be in place before you even begin, like mentor, check, uh, business idea, check, uh, 15 to 24 months of savings. Like, do you have a simple, like must have before you even go out there and do anything? Yeah. You must have this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, you pretty much na uh, nailed the top three right there is what I would uh, tell people. Now, uh, that's if you uh, decide to go on your own. Now, if you decide to have partners in the group, you know, my thing is, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in 10 different businesses. I have 10 different, uh, partners, uh, you know, sets of people. And, uh, 
you know, it's very important that you um, get to know your partner at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sometimes people will tell you, you know, don't do business with your uh, friends and family, you yes. know, um, to 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 a certain extent. That is true. But you really have to be able to sit down with them, get to know them. You know, uh, there might be complete strangers that you're trying to partner up with, you mm -hmm. know, but you really need to um, go out to the movies, have dinner. You know, be before you spend the next potentially three to five years, maybe even your lifetime with them. Yeah. You want to get to know them. Right. And uh, I think that um, I've been successful. I mean, I, I you know, uh, I, my my Wingstop business, I've had the same partners now for 16 years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and a couple of my other businesses, uh, all of them, you know, five to six years uh, going going strong. So, Fantastic. yeah. And then now talk about some of the other businesses outside from Wingstop. Tell us about this, this beautiful product we have right here in front of us. Uh, what is this? How did it get started? And, and what, is, what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so uh, my partner, Tammy, um, she, uh, she, uh, she came up with uh, the Vietnamese coffee cold brew. Uh, so what happened, long story short, um, her uncle back in Vietnam owns one of the largest coffee bean plantation in Dalat. Wow. And uh, he's 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 more famous, or I should say, uh, most of his business is in the European market, uh, but not so much in the U.S. market. Well, my my partner, she's very talented. She's a formulator. He basically asked her, "Can you come up with a product and take this to the U.S. market?" Her background is in beauty, uh, hmm. and how we got connected was I'm in the food space. Right. She needed someone um, in the um, in the food space to help her out. Um, now when she, you know, met with me, it was very interesting because, you know, she made me think, she said, Tony, you know, um, the average coffee drinker drinks coffee twice a day. I, you know, and it just imagine it's a, it's a legal drug, right? Caffeine is a <laughs> right. legal drug. Now imagine if they drink one bottle a day for us, that's $4 that we're selling this at retail. That's over $1,200. This is where I talked to you about TAM, total addressable market. Right. Right. The market is really big for this product. Right. I said, okay, that's really interesting. So you could see the opportunity here. So I said, I'm running the, the, the numbers in my head. And I said, wow, you know what? This is, there's a huge opportunity in the coffee space. So the next thing that we have to do is we have to go find market fit. Right. Mm -hmm. Our, what, what do people think about the coffee? Right. So we've done so many samples. I mean, I can't tell <laughs> you it had to be at least close to a hundred different events, just passing out samples. And the beautiful thing about her is she takes in that feedback, hmm. you know, and she, she, she's a, she's an artist, but she takes in feedback of what people have to say, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and she will uh, uh, tweak the formulation if necessary. Right. And um, so this has been going on since for the last three years. Um, we finally came up with the final formulation back in July. And uh, this is what everybody is is happy with. Wow! Around, you know, and so uh, now uh, in and the how, last how long did that take? That took. Now I've been with the company uh, for a year and a half now, close to a year and a half right now. Um, so uh, for a year, it was just a lot of testing. Wow! But uh, we released this back in July. Uh, now the opportunity that's uh, put in front of us is we're going to be we have access to forty five thousand uh, convenience stores. My gosh. Uh, we're talking to Costco, we're talking to Whole Foods, wow. and we're also talking to Walmart right now. 
Um, and so back to my, you know, I'm using my formula. You want to have the mentor. So one of the board members uh, on our company, her name is Vanessa Du. Mm-hmm. She happens to be the co-founder of um, Health Aid Kombucha. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have a veteran CPG in the Bev space uh, mm-hmm. in our company. Mm-hmm. She currently has uh, her product in 30,000 locations My today. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, because of the learnings that I have done in the past, I'm able to fast forward and, and, and um, you know, speed this process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we've made a lot of progress in the last, uh, honestly, the last half year. And uh, this year, I think that we're going to uh, really, we want to educate people about Vietnamese coffee. Uh, a lot of people out there, they don't know that Vietnam is the second largest producer and exporter of coffee beans. That's so cool. You know, but uh, it takes an army of people to educate, you know, the, the consumer. But um, I have to say that the feedback that people have been giving us is they love the, they love the coffee. And so it's just a matter of uh, raising money uh, and spending it on marketing, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to build that brand awareness right. at the end of the day. Uh, I can be in right. 45,000 convenience stores, but if people don't know how to find me, you know, um, the convenience stores could say, you know what, Tony, this is not moving. Right. Remove it from the shelf. Right. You see? And right. so uh, very important, even though you have a great product, you got to make sure you have a marketing budget to, to, to go with that. Because um, like I said, you're going to have to be giving out, handing out a lot of samples because I know uh, just like my wing stop, if you eat the lemon pepper wings, I know <laughs> I will convert any new customer to be a life, uh, lifelong fan of Wingstop, I know that if I can get the person to taste this product, mm-hmm. they will be an OmniBev fan. That's how confident I am. Yes. And, and anybody that goes into entrepreneurship and has either a service or a product has to have that mentality. Right. You know, that you know, if I can get that person to try it out, I will make them, uh, you know, a lifetime, um, you know, uh, fan for, of my product. I love that. What we have a few minutes left here. What is the future? You're already involved in 10 different businesses. What does the future of Tony Lamb look like in, say, the next three to five years? Obviously, Bevmo is like <laughs> an upswing, but what about what do, what do you want to do professionally, personally, community wise? Yeah, you know, I, Francis, I, I'm, you know, I'm getting to the point where um, I get more excited uh, watching people open businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do want to uh, do a lot more mentorship as well as mm-hmm. uh, philanthropy. Mm. Uh, that's something that is on my bucket list that I've always uh, wanted to do is give back to the community. Uh, one of the things that we want to do is give back to um, the Vietnam farmers, for example, you know, wow. who okay. they're growing this, yes. uh, the beans for us, right? And come right. back to the community, come back to my roots and be able to give back. Uh, and pay it forward. Why is giving back so important? Um, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for a complete stranger, you know, a family uh, in the U.S. who sponsored my family. That's beautiful. You, you know, and so, I, you know, just out of kindness from that, you know, that's that's in my DNA. Right. So I, I want to do the same thing. We're going to bring it full circle. Yes. yes. Tony, thank you so much. I think that's all the time we have right now. But it has been so inspiring, so enlightening, um, and so inspirational 
to listen to your story, to see how you've grown, your insights about entrepreneurship, the product that you are launching, and the excitement that we can get access to it. And of course, what you want to leave behind is your legacy in our community. Thank you for joining us. And I hope to see you in a more public uh, open venue in 2022. But for now, thank you so much for joining us for Imagine Talks 2021. Thank you. Thank you, Francis, for having me there. Thanks for joining us. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Imagine Talks, go to our website at imaginetalks.org. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks supports this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at E-D-G-E. That's edgeinterns.com. Mental Power Hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect at mentalpowerhacks.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of the Imagine Talks podcast, Achieving Success, Social Impact, and Overcoming Obstacles. See you next episode.